And I was going to say, nobody CONCACAFs like Martinez CONCACAFs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Welcome to a more Philly Union, the podcast where we swear to talk about the Philly Union, the whole Philly Union, and nothing but the Philly Union. It was as few digressions as possible. We are your hosts. I'm Noel. I'm Paul. I'm C. And I'm Eric. So for those of you who are wondering, that was my daughter, Noel. Good job, Noel. So you guys decided to stay up a little late and, and help us out with the, the intro. And not a lot for housekeeping this week. I, ca- I did have a correction. I, I got it wrong last week. The U15s didn't lose to Austin in the final. They actually lost to FC Dallas's U15 teams in PK, which is, you know, as a Philadelphia fan, even worse than losing to Austin. <laughs> <laughs> and then as far as um, other other housekeeping stuff, we are still waiting to get word back from Apple uh see it show up see the more philly union show up in the podcast feed there but we're still hoping that that'll happen in the next couple of weeks yeah hopefully sooner but yeah and that's all we've got for housekeeping so we've got two games to talk about this week and um you know they were both pretty exciting ones yeah the first first one was wednesday's game last week against uh atlas in guadalajara and the uh, the union came out. Uh, it was a very exciting game. Ended up uh, earning a draw in Mexico, and then winning in aggregate. Yeah, and that is not you know that that draw was a win. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. To win in Mexico like that, that was definitely or to to draw in Mexico like that was definitely a win. Yeah, they they came out and both teams wanted to play. I mean, obviously Atlas needed to get some goals. They were down one nothing after the trip to Philadelphia, um, you know, but they were also down four one after their trip to uh, Olympias, and they won. They scored four at home to take to win that series. Yeah. So I, I'll admit I was a little worried, and you know, I, I know in our last podcast we were all pretty. Pretty okay if the union had bowed out at the, at, uh, against the bottom <laughs> Atlas. No. And now Champions League is the most important tournament I, in the I world. I was going to say, no, here's where I issue my correction. Yes. Um, no. Uh, well, I mean, I guess you were, you did call it. No, we all called. Do we all call the union? No, you called the I, union to lose. Uh, okay. Game, right? So it wasn't so much calling it as it was wishing it. I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> that was one of those uh, heart not head deals because uh, I was just so frustrated in last week's uh, discussion, uh, not with you guys, but just with the team. So, so I was okay with it. Um, yeah, I think we all would have been. Yeah. yeah. Although uh, Eric and I did both call draws in the second game mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. Union went on aggregate, but I think we did that with the idea that that would actually probably not be best for the Union's. Mm-hmm season performance if mm-hmm. uh, they had to go on but you know they they did show up and um you know there were some really good attacks on both from both teams during that game it was a yep. good back and forth uh you know match uh atlas scored then you know union got an away goal to make it one one so atlas had a win by two 
mm-hmm. to overcome the uh, away goal deficit that they now faced. And the union just kept piling it on and, you know, frustrations boiled over late, you know, Atlas just couldn't find a way past the union defense and it got pretty conch calf chippy. Yes, it did. Yeah, it definitely did. Yeah. There were a lot of conch calf uh, <clears throat> jokes and references from the commentators I noticed. Um, but yeah, it felt like there was a lot more energetic game than um, the average um, union game has been. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty you know the game definitely opened up definitely in the second half. I mean, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but it was really kind of what I was kind of hoping for. It was just an mm-hmm. open slugfest, and mm-hmm. you know they were both teams were just going at it, and uh, it was you know two two draw, but it was an exciting two two draw. It mm-hmm. was just you know mm-hmm. it's like my turn. Okay, now my turn. All right, now my turn. Okay, now it's my turn. It's just boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I mean it was. Kind of dialing it back a bit. It was good to see Wagner back on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had been cleared earlier in the week. His hamstring issue was well enough that he was able to start it. Um, did he? Did he? He pull was up pulled, a little bit there. Yeah. He did okay at the end of the first half. He did kind of pull up, acting like something was wrong with his hamstring, and he got subbed out at halftime. That's right. And, and Ariel um, came in for him. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, Wagner, you know, Wagner got subbed out at halftime. Um and uh, yeah, it was a back and forth uh, you know, game. Um you know, Atlas get, got the first goal. Um Curtin actually called out this guy this guy uh I'm going to mispronounce his name and I'm sorry for that cuz he really he really was impressive. Uh Kino Kionones K- K- or something K- like that. Kionones, I think. Kionones. In the I might be minute, a little you know, Yeah, Atlas came up, came out firing, and and they they looked like they wanted to make up that one goal deficit mm-hmm. in a hurry. So you know he got that eleventh minute goal, and then um, yeah, Carranza got a goal then in the twenty eighth minute, uh, which definitely added the pressure to Atlas, and you could see the the physicality ramped up and the speed yep. of play. You know, Atlas was doing everything they could do to generate as much attacking as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember it was an attacking opportunity for Atlas, I believe, when Wagner pulled up, like you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I remember him. Uh, I can't remember if it was on the recovery side or, 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 you know, when he was racing back or if it was getting the ball back upfield. But he kind of grabbed that leg as he was playing. Uh, yeah, I remember it was kind of just out in the wing there. And uh, I guess he was marking somebody because um, Atlas did that quick cross um, and the number nine Birch on their team uh, tapped in into the goal. And I remember he was fairly unmarked, mm-hmm. um, but I remember you could see Wagner there kind of grabbing the back of his leg, his, mm-hmm. his thigh. Um, yeah, and it just he looked very uncomfortable and which was a little worrisome since uh, um Atlas just, you know, took a 2-1 lead there. Yeah, it's not good when you see Atlas scores and you see one of your best defenders grabbing his hamstrings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also of note, uh, the uh, Atlas coach got a yellow card um, for walking out onto the field. I guess the, the play had stopped and the ball was not off the field. It was kind of a few feet in from the sideline and he walked onto the field to, to pass right. it to one of the players and a ref came out. 
uh, and gave him a yellow card. I wonder if that was a technical area violation or or what that was. Yeah, um, that was foreshadowing. That's what I call it. But yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll those of you who haven't haven't heard the uh, the Chicago Fire game or, or watched that one, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get there. But uh, yeah, I mean, even though uh, it was two one at the end of the first half against Alice, uh, the only only team to score in the second half was was the Union when Carranza put away a second goal. Yeah, seventy eighth minute. Um, and then, th- then the wheels of the, just fell off the bus for, for Atlas and the yeah. players just decided not to play soccer anymore and just Boy, wanted to either, yeah. they were playing angry. They were playing angry. Don't play angry. Yeah. Don't I play mean, angry. You know, not to yet again mention Ted Lasso, but there's a recent episode, if you follow it, where the same thing happened to the team and it was, it was remarkably similar. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, much more over the top in the, in Ted Lasso, but uh, sure. Yeah, just immediately came to mind. Yeah, yes, he did. Because uh, Atlas had a, a pretty tough tackle on God's Dog there, and that got the uh, I got a yellow card, and then that was like uh, about a minute or two after the Union, no, a couple minutes after the Union goal, and then um, then it was a double yellow uh, for the one Atlas player because I guess he was oh, mouthing yes. off at the ref. Yeah, yeah, and, Aldo Aldo Rocha. Yeah, I, and so. He mouthed off good. Yeah, on the replay, you saw the ref like give him the, the yellow card and he just kept going at him. Mm-hmm. And so he just <laughs> reaches in, next yellow card, and there's your red. Yeah, he didn't even put his hand down from the first yellow card before he gave <laughs> yeah. the second No, he just one. flicked his wrist. Like, okay, that's two. And then... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was... I don't know what he said, but it was absolutely the wrong thing. And you could mm-hmm. kind of tell he... Went, I believe he was the captain for Atlas and you know I guess he just wanted to be off the field or something like that because the ref was like fine you can go spend some time in the locker uh, <laughs> locker room maybe he didn't want his team continue on in Champions League I yeah. guess not <laughs> uh oh wait a minute <laughs> I was right all along just for the other team yeah so the yeah. union ended up getting you know doing something that's very difficult go down to Mexico get a result mm-hmm. And advanced to aggregate. And now the union are facing off against uh, LAFC. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be nice to get a chance to play LAFC a couple more times this year um, because they are a good team and it's good to measure yourself against a good team. But mm-hmm. why did it have to be on a Wednesday night at nine o'clock? Yeah. That makes no sense. Mm. Yeah. That's next Wednesday that the the union will be facing off for, for the home for their home match against LAFC, and then they'll return for the two, uh, the following Tuesday for a match. I think it's the, the second of May for the uh, game in LA. No, see now I'm invested again. And it's a thing, and I don't want to be because I do want this over, but I don't want it to be over to them. I just don't. Yeah. I mean, it is a good podcast host would know this already, but is Gareth Bale still there? Did no, he retired? I thought he He did. Okay, I I was remembering retirement. I just didn't know if it had happened yet. Okay, and that tracks, right? I mean, think about his long storied career and to kind of defeat the union in the MLS. Got to go out on top. Then (laughs) got to go at that point. You've done it all. Right. Uh, Anything afterwards? Now you're just uh, right. I mean, playing for Wales in the World Cup is it pales in comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, where where he also 
Um, yeah. That was also another problem for the U.S. But um, anyway. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely more invested now in Champions League that we're going on to play LAFC because, um, yeah, I want revenge. I want revenge. I want us to, you know, play the game. The I want to play the game that the final MLS Cup game should have been. Um, and it'll be a Pyrrhic victory. I, you know, I'd rather have that MLS cup, but, um, yeah, so this, I'm looking very much to this next game against LAFC. Yeah. And it'll be interesting because I'm actually trying to pull up LAFC's, uh, schedule for the next week, but the, uh, the union have a, Tor- a game against Toronto this weekend. Then they have LA on Wednesday, and then they're actually off mm-hmm. uh, the week that following weekend, and then they face LA on Tuesday. So okay. they have six days of rest between Good. both legs of the of the uh, what you call it the, the the Champions Cup, Champions League Cup, or yeah, Champions League. Sorry. So the, looking the, at uh, opening old wounds cup as it's. <laughs> Looking at uh, LAFC, they have a game on Saturday, the 29th. So the first leg of the game of the Champions League is the 26th. Then the Union are off that weekend, but LAFC have a game against oh, interesting on the 29th, and then they play the the um, Union on the 25th. Mm. Interesting. The, the the second, sorry, of May. This this reminds me of when there was more time during the. Uh the postseason playoff games where where a team would play whatever mm. quarterfinal, whatever. And there'd be like two weeks until their next game. You forget who was playing. And you forget, but uh, from a team's point of view, I remember just thinking like, man, like you're like, that's enough time to kind of get out of your rhythm. Yeah, for right? sure. And this is going to be kind of nice where we play. Uh, and then we have that whole week to kind of get ready to play them again. Whereas, you know, that, that'll be a good amount of time for us to rest but not enough time for us to get out of our rhythm. Mm. So we'll see if that actually plays out, but that's, that's kind of good. But, you know, talking about MLS games, yeah, the union did go, have to go away for their third away game in a row. Yeah. Chicago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At soldier field. This is like the big union tour, like (laughs) the North American tour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Miami, Mexico, Chicago. Uh, Yeah. And going into the, into this match day, the Union were in tenth place, two wins, withdrawal, four losses. Uh, Chicago was ahead of them at sixth place with two wins, three draws, and one loss. Mm-hmm. And, he sounded uh, very much like when the other team scores at uh, the stadium, yeah. and the uh, yes announcer. Um, so it always sounds like he is holding something nasty with two fingers while he makes the announcement, um, which is pretty much how you pretty feel. Accurate. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, this game, despite the fact it was a long away trip for the Union, and I believe they pretty much rolled out a a, a starting lineup, a pretty strong lineup there. A little bit of switches up in the back, um, and they started Jack McGlynn in the midfield. Yep, uh, but they ended up getting a two-two draw. Yeah, yeah, another two-two. Uh, that didn't feel like a win. For uh, well, it's interesting, like uh, how different the same score can feel from one game to the next. Mm-hmm. Uh, double, double deuces. 
um yeah it just i mean not it didn't feel like a loss either especially after having actually lost um a number of times recently but uh you know yeah it was it was it's that was an interesting juxtaposition yeah, just the start of this game, the word came down that um, in an abundance of caution, they decided to hold Wagner out of the starting lineup, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I guess his 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 leg was was acting up. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe it's really only something... three days later, too. Yeah. So. And I think something happened with Flock as well. There was some sort of an issue with, you know, with his with his body, you know, some sort of a problem. I don't remember exactly what it was. And that's why they kept him out of the starting lineup. Yeah, it was a pretty nice day in Chicago. And 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 uh, Chicago, you know, jumped out, got got out on top of the union. Um, that that first goal down the down the union's right flank you know kamara doing what kai kamara does and and mm-hmm. running and and taking both elliot and Harriel's attention and then salase salase um or how Hal salase salase um slipping in and, and just beating Harriel to that ball into into the middle um, you know, I've heard a couple people complain that, you know, Elliot should have done something with that, to keep it going. But in my opinion, there was Elliot was counting on Blake to snuff it out um, because Elliot was afraid of either touching the ball and and putting it into his own net or p- touching the ball, having it go right back to Kamara and giving him an easy, you know, a close range shot. And so he figured, all right, I'll let it get. I'll make sure that Kamara doesn't play it, and then hope trust that Blake would get it. And Blake was ho- counting on Elliot to get it. So a bunch of miscommunication, and then Harriel didn't pick up the final runner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was it was all three of theirs' faults. I don't think it was you know just on one of them, but I I, I certainly understood why Elliot didn't want to touch the ball. You know, what's that saying? Uh, defenders hate it when they're playing defense, running at their own goals. Because it, hmm. that's just a that's just a recipe to make a mistake and, and get an own goal. Yeah. Um, and then to start the second half, we have that terrible ricochet mm-hmm. off of Harriel's butt that just goes looping up over uh, Blake's head and into the Union net. That was with Klesnitz trying to kind of clear it out. Clear it. Went off of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. They did they rule that as an own goal then? They did. I think yes. They did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Yeah, and it. I, Lesnar looked like he was trying to make up for it for the entire rest yeah. of the game. I mean, he was he was going. Not that he doesn't always go box to box, but he was going hard. Yeah, he was definitely trying to uh, make up for. Yeah, he was playing with an yeah. extra level of spice. Yeah, you could that, tell. Um, you could tell he was on a mission to mm-hmm. rectify that error. Yeah, um, which is great to see. Right? Mm-hmm. It's great to see. And, and, and you know, it definitely seems to be another illustration that a two nothing lead is the worst lead in soccer. Yeah, it's the <laughs> hardest lead to defend. Yeah, mm-hmm. because uh, you know, uh, if Union finally got a PK call in the, in, in like the sixty second minute, and Ur basically took a took a leg took took a kick to the to the stomach, mm-hmm. went down mm-hmm. in the box, mm-hmm. and uh, Gajdog calmly steps up and buries it. Top, top, you know, top left sh- uh, corner. Didn't I mean the keeper went the right direction, but Gazdjik mm-hmm. just got blasted it past him. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good PK. Yeah, you know, Sullivan gets subbed on 
in when was that? Uh, the 64th minute. Yeah. It's just, just right after the goal, I guess, a couple of minutes after the goal. And then Baizo came out and Real went in. And, and then I think it might have been the first real connection that Sullivan had. He he breaks down the left hand side, mm-hmm. uh, does a nice little st- uh, change of pace, gets past the last defender, and and floats the ball across the box. And I was wondering if you know it was coming down towards Gajdog, and it looked like he might might go for the goal to put it on goal. But then he saw Carranza in the middle and just lays it into Carranza's path for an easy tap in mm-hmm. to, to tie it up, and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a great goal, and uh, and we talk about making an impact on the field, <laughs> like within like two minutes. You know, mm-hmm. um, he he was the uh, one of the architects to that goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there were there were more opportunities through the rest of this game. You know, mm-hmm. the Union and Chicago. I, I actually really remember th- thinking, watching the first half especially, that the game was wide open. I mean, Chicago was really doing a good job attacking getting the ball out wide, you know, putting a lot of pressure on the union defense. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously they didn't get the final, final finish, or the quality, you know, that they wanted, but, you know, I thought it was a well-played game. I thought it was, you know, fairly entertaining. Uh, oh, yeah. Two, two. There's a lot of goals there. Yeah. Yeah. And there were some uh, interesting, I think the, both the union and Chicago had, um, potential goals on their respective goals that went off the woodwork. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of like a, a, each team had a, a moment where they could, you know, kiss those posts for keeping the score mm-hmm. <laughs> the way it was. Um, yeah, also, right. I know in that first half, uh, wait, who was it? It was, um, it was actually before uh, the first goal of the game. Um yeah, I forget which player it was for Chicago, but it was from the Chicago side of the field, and Blake was out of the midfield. goal. Like, what's that? The midfield. Yeah, it just took. He just went for it. Just this long mm-hmm. uh, Beckham esque shot on this open goal with the goalkeeper out, and he did. He he had beaten Blake. Blake could not get back in time, mm-hmm. but thankfully, I mean, a matter of just a few feet, and mm-hmm. then that, that ball just went along by just a few feet, and it landed in the top netting of the of the goal. Um, That's yeah, that would have been, um, you know, that was a cheeky little play. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't like that it was against the union. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have it go the other way, but, um, absolutely. Yeah. It was, it's fun to see those kind of creative little, Hey, why not go for it? You know, little, um, Clint Dempsey kind of like, just, just go for it. Try something. So I noticed that on, uh, on social, the union was, uh, uh, replaying a clip. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I don't remember exactly when this was, but it had to have been between the second Chicago goal and our first um, because they were referring to it as the turning point of the game. And it's basically like a, a um, footage of Blake screaming at the team, you know, screaming instructions and thoughts and cuss words. I don't know. Uh, it was it was a, a little unclear. If you listen closely you could make yourself imagine that you hear the word believe in there too, but again, <laughs> perhaps too much Ted Lasso. Um, but uh, they, they were calling it the turning point of the game. And that, that was, mm. you know, that his, uh, his leadership was shining through there. I mean, I, I, I don't doubt that that certainly helped. I, I, I wasn't sure that 
um, without con- more context. I, I don't know what I think about that, but I don't know if you guys so, remember that. Moment I didn't hear the clip, mm-hmm. but I did hear, listen to another uh, podcast and they were saying that he said something like, we only need one. We just got to get one to get back into mm-hmm. us or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that if, if he did and, if it incited the the guys to go get that goal, that's you know that's what he's out there for. He's you know he's wearing that armband for a reason. Mm-hmm. Also, it's good to see uh, Blake's taking his his uh, own goal kicks now. Yes. Uh, so hopefully that means mm-hmm. he's back to full, um, full playing condition. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Yep. I'm still wincing every time he does it, just <laughs> preemptively. But um, yeah. So. Both the Atlas game and the Chicago game. Um, I don't know about you guys, but McGlynn, I've really been enjoying McGlynn because, again, he's one of the young players, but he's got he's starting to get a more senior player swagger about him and sense of he plays with that confidence and fearlessness. Um, And I think they're generating, you know, results on the field. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you know, to use the uh, the Aronson meter mm. barometer thing it's kind of like i feel like he's turning into this the next aronson if you will mm-hmm. um you know um jack mcaronson <laughs> mcaronson <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah so no, i think i think you're right and there's a lot of people paying a lot of attention to what he can do and yeah that um was it in the atlas game where he played the one ball over the top to carranza and Carranza finished it. Um, I mean, it was just, I mean, Jack Jack McGlynn is known for his left foot, but he did that with his right foot. Mm-hmm. And it was just a beautifully weighted pass. And Carranza made an amazing run to stay onside just long enough mm-hmm. and just, you know, beat that keeper. Um, but yeah, McGlynn, he sees the game in ways that others don't. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I agree. He's He's fun to watch. Yeah, I feel like he's starting to develop his own style, his own personality out there, right? his own ideas. Believe. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's going full Neo. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's dial it back a little bit. Yeah. But still, yeah, I agree. It's kind of like... No, but it is a soccer podcast, so if you mention Believe, it has to be Ted Last. Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it, I, I've been enjoying watching him kind of, you know, come into his own a little bit and uh, mm-hmm. you know which again that's another testament to the union uh academy youth program right we bring in these players and it's it's kind of like a a blank slate it's like let's see what they bring um mm-hmm. and i feel like jack mcglynn is starting to you know dovetail nicely and what the team can do but he brings his own his own bit of flavor his own sass yeah, and I think the other thing that I really liked about the the youth movement on the union is that it it forces the older players, the more veteran players, to step up their game. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know, yeah, I mean, we've got we've got McGlynn, we've got Sullivan, we've got um, you know, Real, Harriel, they're all pushing to get time on the field. But then you know, the Gage Dogs and the the Martinez's of the world that are playing for the union have to step up and say, well, yeah, that's great and all, but I can still play this and let me show you how. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, the, those, these last two games, I think really also illustrated the power and importance of Martinez to this game. Preach. Yeah. You know, he's, he just, 
he uh, he's all over the place in the best way possible. Um, he closes down the the, the attacks, um, and he and, you know he he shuts down. He he stops a lot of them before they really develop, or he makes it easier for the rest of the defense to clean things up. And then his distribution is, is amazing. It's it's not Torres. It's not Gaj Dog's final pass, but. He just knows how to find a player in that outlet place that, or, or making the run into open space and get them the ball. And suddenly everybody can just take a second to breathe and, and think about where it's going to go, where the next two passes are going to be. And then, you know, he's just, he's a, he's a game changer for the union. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see where he grows and hopefully some of the younger players like Bueno and Flock and and McGlynn are learning a lot from from watching uh, Martinez, you know, l- learning from his spell book, from the spell book of El Brujo. <laughs> well, and, speaking. Oh, go ahead, Paul, please. And I was going to say nobody conca cast like Martinez conca casts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and and on that note, um, Paul, you had uh, mentioned. Uh, shortly after the game that uh, you think we have a new rivalry brewing, I believe um, definitely it looks like probably the most natural rivalry we've had the, between Chicago and, mm. and Philly. I mean, we have a lot of rivalries that are a bit manufactured, maybe not the Red Bulls, not, but they've mm-hmm. been trying to get us a rival for mm-hmm. uh, quite mm-hmm. a while. They tried to make it DC and they tried to make it NYCFC and, you know, I mean, I know there's been hit previous, as they say, with uh, with Red Bulls, but this one looks like it's naturally forming. Um, like the players honestly don't seem to like each other, and that's surprising no. because the one the one on the on the uh, fire that seems to most dislike the union, yeah, maybe yep. Herbers, yeah, yes, yeah, like he even got a yellow card. He, he... I think I I, I don't know card. for sure. I think he did in the previous. Yeah, he got a red well. card. He got a double yellow yeah, card he, in the last game. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. I knew you got something. I couldn't remember offhand, but um, yeah, that's for sure. Now I did see Shabilko, who did not end up playing, if I remember correctly. Yeah, right. Um, but he was chatting with um Real. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. Before the the game, but yeah. during warmups and probably others. That's just what the camera caught. Um, so. Spielko's not not mad. Um, at least yeah, not, uh, not at not at everyone. Um, and also, he didn't he didn't play, so who knows? Um, and I don't think there was a dust up there. But yeah, there's well, and then at the end yes. of the game, yes. Um, which was also interesting because I I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, the much of um, Jim Curtin's career, mm-hmm. if if Jim Curtin were to go up in a ring of honor, if he hasn't already, it, it's at it'd be at Chicago because mm-hmm. that's where he. Mm-hmm. Played, he was on the team, if I'm not mistaken, when yes, they won MLS Cup. Yep. Yes. So, you know, he has a lot of history there, too. But then um, at the end, um, maybe you guys can capture this a little better than I can. Um, but there was just some weirdness with um, Jim and the ball going out. And Yeah, he yeah, kind so of you... picked, he kind of caught the ball as it went out of bounds. And one of the fire players came over to get it. And he kind of... Played a little bit of keep away, keep away right? Keep away, yeah. yeah. Put it back out onto the field, and a lot of fire players took exception that, to mm-hmm. Jim wasting that time, yeah, and felt they needed to come over and say something to him, yeah. say many things to him. 
and, and uh, Gazdog was like first yep. one up, at, followed very shortly by Martinez. Yeah, to of course. The surprise of absolutely <laughs> yeah. no one. Um, but uh, still, it was it was interesting to see. I mean, I always I always start yelling now. Calm down with the TV. I turning to my mother. Yeah, Hi, mom. No, it was reference. great. I mean, there was a big dust up. You know, both teams got got in each other's face. Um, and and once again, like you were saying, the the rivalry just seems to be forming between these teams. <laughs> Even if it's not a rivalry, these these current rosters don't like each other. Yeah, which is strange, but um, entertaining. Yeah, it is entertaining. It didn't even after the final whistle. It yeah. was. Uh, Jimenez. Jimenez came over to curtain after the game. And, yeah. And that's where we had our like, finger in his face. post game oh. bench clearing a little bit where a little bit where because um once I again Martinez. Martinez came <laughs> yeah. right over. Uh apparently Glesnes came over too. Oh nice. And like if I saw Glesnes coming, I would go the other way. Exactly. Like you if he doesn't have a happy face on, he's coming at you. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And then then some Chicago players came over and then more union people came over. And it's just like, wow. Like how do you say deadliest catch in Norwegian? <laughs> um no, but uh that was that was a lot. The physio was in there too, and I, I always lose his name, oh, but he was Paul up Russian. in there too. Thank yeah, you. She's... Thank you. I knew you'd know. Um but yeah, so that was good to see. And, and I kind of wonder. This is just me, kind of just uh, speculating. <laughs> I wonder if Curtin has decided. All right, you know what? The uh, somebody who needs to be a heel in the MLS. I'm going to go ahead and become the heel. I'm going to be the Josie Mourinho, the one that the the coach that everybody likes to hate for a while, mm. but. I I know I, it, it could be just him trying to do something to get the guys back fired up to play these games. It's like you know, no, but we're from Philly, f in Philly. No one likes us. <laughs> we don't. As long care. as he does that to the other team and not to our team, right? I'm okay with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't like how Reno teaches or, or, or treats yes. his own players. Yeah. Um, whether it gets results or not, I really hate it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm kind of okay. I, I think I've said before on here that I don't love the playing roles and and all that kind of stuff. Maybe not. Maybe that's a that's just what I'm talking about. Alexi Lawless uh, off mic, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it, yeah. Do, it does feel like curtain. It would be interesting I, if it if that's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I want to go the the Mourinho route necessarily, uh, but I do feel like curtain is like embracing the the Philly ethic a yeah, little bit sure. more. Which I'm fully on board with because he even got the yellow card. He got a yellow card for this mm-hmm. little keep away thing with that Chicago player. Mm-hmm. But uh, and it's almost I feel like Curtin's like, yo, know, because how much time does he have left on his contract? He's got He's, one more. I think this is it. This, this is, it. is it. So although they're talking about him staying longer, but I guess we'll just see what happens. Yeah, that would be great. But I can almost see like the psychology of like, look, this is my last year. So I'm giving myself license to, you know, let my emotions show a little bit. So yeah, I'm going to be on the sideline. I'm going to tell people what I think. I'm going to like, you know, you know, get in people's faces a little bit more. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, when you got, you know, when you're, when your time is running out, you don't you're worry. a very dangerous man because exactly. you have, there, for you, there is no tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. There's a little Gene Hackman whispering that in his ear. <laughs> no, no I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. 
I, 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 I hope it, I hope it fires up the rest of the team and I hope they, they come out swinging against Toronto and LAFC the next two yeah. weeks. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's pretty much the news and for the games, um, you know, big things that came out of them though, is that, you know, we're going to have to keep watching Kai Wagner and see how his injury, you know, his recovery goes. And, and I don't know exactly what happened with flock. I didn't, I don't remember hearing, what the what they said as to why he missed the game uh, against the uh, fire, yeah. but we'll have to see if that you know what that does for him. I mean, obviously we've got McGlynn, we've got Pareo, we've got Bueno. You know, there are players that they can slot into Flock's position, um, but you know he brings a lot to the team, and mm-hmm. so it'll be important to see how it goes. Mm-hmm. It's hard to replicate Flock's hustle out there. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. In other news, Gajdog did make. Team of the week for the match from the, from the match nice. day. Nice, you know the penalty PK goal and the uh, the assist to got uh, to Carranza was probably a fairly easy selection for him. Good for him. I I, I think he earned it. I don't know who else was in the team uh, this week, but uh, yeah, I'm glad to see it. Uh, one other article that I saw on on Philly Union has to do with the, the groundbreaking of the Wisfus Bank Sportsplex down there. The uh, stadium complex it's part of the revitalization plan that they've got for the the, uh chester waterfront um they're putting in some turf fields and some grass fields and you know they're 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 planning on making this available for uh local um youth sports and stuff like that to an extent but they're also going to be running they're going to move the union academy down there right now it's at ysc and wayne and so they have a school there at Wayne and they have fields and stuff like that for the, for the Academy players to practice at. And now they're going to be moving right down there into Chester with all of that. Is it going to be more centrally located now? From what I understand, it's going to be where a lot B is. Oh, really? Yeah. So- oh, that'll be interesting. I, yeah. When I saw the, the plans, I was having a hard time visualizing um, where that was going, but Hmm. Okay. I'm not sure how much how much you know people that park in lot B are going to like having <laughs> to walk even farther to to get into the stadium but yeah. it does seem like they're opening up more actual union uh parking lots along like in on the uh, on the other side of the stadium from the water there seems to be more parking lots going in uh rather than just where lots A, lots B and C are um so hopefully there's going to be more parking there and you know more parking closer to the stadium mm-hmm. so um you know even with this sports park sportsplex going in that they'll be able to you know accommodate everybody but I, i'm excited to see what this 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 uh sportsplex is going to look like and, and hopefully it actually gets beat you know it gets used by the people of chester absolutely yeah yeah, it is. It is exciting the development they're doing down there between the uh, you know because they, they a couple of years back when they put those training fields in, mm-hmm. um, and you know they, it's there's a nice give and take in that you know they'll put in a field but then a parking lot that's like between the stadium and that main road there uh, you know gets opened up you know so mm-hmm. I think it's you know they're not robbing Peter to pay Paul kind of yeah. stuff. Um, 
so it's a it's so far I like what they're doing. Yeah, it'll be interesting and exciting to see where this goes. And it would be nice if it could actually help the community. So often these projects are sold to communities yeah. as oh, it will revitalize and it doesn't. Yeah. And um, you know, I I think I, I'm sure there's a lot going on behind the scenes. I don't think that we've we as people who go in for the games and stuff see a lot of change in the community, but we're just going in and out. So it's not really fair to say, um, but I, I hope they continue their commitment and aren't one of those places that just goes in and builds their stadium. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so hopefully if they're, they're planning on using us with the, the community, um, the, the young people in the community, that would be great. Yeah. yeah. And I hope they make it really accessible and easy for them to get there and use it and all that. That's a good work union. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we look towards the weekend, there was one bit, and I couldn't find the. Um, I can't remember if it was a Twitter post by one of the you know, established MLS uh, media people, um, but there was a rumor or, or a statement that I heard about that apparently Apple TV's MLS subscribers are are like at forty percent of what they expected it to mm-hmm. be at. Wow. Yeah. This point. I saw that too. Um, you know, so the, the, the subscribe, the subscrip- subscription numbers are not where Apple wants them to be. Mm-hmm. I imagine the word of mouth about the quality of the commentators <laughs> hasn't helped <laughs> much less the fact that they still can't seem to get a, a director and producer to work together and not be showing close-ups of a defender on the opposite end of the field when they're putting the ball back into play and it's it's racing up field. It's happened at least twice every game that the union are in that they're they're stuck on a close up on somebody that's not involved in the play, and then yeah. something's happening. Well, and and if anyone has has actually listened to our earlier episodes, you would know that we had quite a saga um, getting replays to appear at all in our feed, yeah. um, uh, streaming via a non Apple device. Um, and uh, you know that's uh, fingers crossed that's fixed. But apparently this past weekend, uh, Apple subscribers had a lot of problems, and um, f- between uh, it was about a two hour period. Um, I think it was like between nine thirty ish to eleven thirty ish or so uh, Eastern time. Um, and uh, there was just no. The article I read was bemoaning the lack of communication uh, about it you know it's like it's one thing if that happens it's another thing to go radio silent about it so um and to be clear there's a this lot is, going on um with them getting it straight yeah this was this was where they had like basically you know they went off the air for mm-hmm. a while yeah just radio silence across the board both in broadcast and in communication with the the general public of yeah. what happened. Yeah. So, you know, ignoring that a problem exists does not help in this social media age. You really have to put something out there. Um, you can't gaslight uh, the public fully, especially <laughs> when it's, um, you know, Apple, not only Apple subscribers, but then Apple device users on top of it who seem to be hit harder than non. So, but as the article that um, I read said, they did at least miss Alexi Lawless's portion of the 360. So, um, you know, someday if this podcast ever gets anywhere and we get like Alexi Lawless to come on, it's going to be like just total humble pie for all of us. Oh, not for me. 
<laughs> there you I, go. There you go, Lexi. There's your podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You can reach us at uh, pod at morefieldunion.com. We'll set something up. <laughs> There's your podcast. <laughs> I think we've done it, boys. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So looking ahead to this weekend, uh, we do have the Toronto game. They're coming down. You know, the weather actually should be fairly nice for the game, uh, I believe, this weekend. Um, Ooh, this is a six-point game. Yeah. Yeah. Eastern Conference rival. Where are Toronto at in the standings at the moment? That's why we're Union are currently in 10th place. Toronto is in ninth. So that's what makes it that six-point game, right? We can get this win. That's three points for us and no points for them, which mm-hmm. yeah. I, I got to like the union's op- uh, chance against it. Um, they're going to have a couple of days before they have to face LAFC. They've had a chance to relax this week. You know, they didn't have a midweek game. I do think Curtin will make some changes to the lineup from where, you know, what they played against, uh, no, they just played the fire. That was their most recent game, right? So yep. they, you know, they, they, I think there might be some changes, but it'll be a regular amount of rotation. But I, I kind of like the, I like the union's chances. Um, Toronto doesn't really strike me as a, a attack heavy team at the moment. Uh, you know that there's some, there's some rumors that their big signing Insigne is not settling in with the team quite, quite the way that they mm-hmm. hoped for. Um, so as far as predictions for me, I'm actually going to go three, nothing union. I'm going to go, I'm going to go and hope that the union really, really settle in and, and, and take it to them. I'm reinstating the two at one. I know. I already filled it in. I know. (laughs) I know. I actually didn't notice that until after you said that, but yeah, yeah, we'll go back to two, one. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not as bitter this week. (laughs) And I'll do my, uh, my thing where I deliberate way too much. Uh, and then I'll I'll dial it back. Um, no, I think the Union are going to win this one. Um, with the LAFC game coming up next Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, I could see Curtin starting the game off with uh, I'll call them the young guns. Um, you know Sullivan, uh, McLean, um, Donovan, you know, Donovan, exactly. Uh, you know, kind of. Get us through that first half. Uh, see what you can do. Hold Toronto, and then bring in our 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 heavier hitters for the l- later part of the game. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say two nil. Okay, two nil Union. Interesting. Two nil Union. I I feel like we've kind of shake, shaken off some of the cobwebs. Right, we had a, a very lackluster past couple of games. Getting that draw win in Atlas. You know, in Atlas, I think was a big boost. Mm-hmm. Um, coming back two nil against Chicago to draw, and who knows, with fifteen more minutes, maybe we could have won that game. So I feel like there's a bit of a momentum building, a little bit of a little bit of confidence, a little bit of swagger. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, mm-hmm. um, they'll put on a bit of a show this weekend. And I'm going to say two nil Union. I want to see if Union if uh, Curtin comes with more uh, attitude for this game. Uh, it'll be interesting <laughs> to say. Curtain attitude it, watch. I yeah, uh, I think if there is some more of that, then I think it might be a planned, pur- purposeful performance by Curtain that he's using that to kind of spark some pl- something in his players. Yeah, but we'll find out. Yeah, 
Uh, and as far as uh, further predictions, I say we hold off on it until until we get to next week because the next the oh, yeah. LAFC oh, yeah. game is Wednesday. Yeah, because we'll, we'll be able to do the, the next week's recording before the Wednesday game, and we can talk about that one. We can kind of evaluate how the Union do over the weekend to uh, fine-tune any predictions. Uh, and, and LA, too. Let's see how they do this weekend. Yeah. Um, you know. Gives me time to finish my Gareth Bale voodoo doll. It doesn't matter if he's not on the team yeah. anymore. <laughs> Gareth Bale's sitting at home for and like, why is my left shoulder hurting for some reason? <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Disclaimer: If that actually happens, it wasn't us. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know the man. Never been to Wales. Yeah, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. With that in mind, let's go ahead and sign off before we yeah, that's say something safer. else incriminating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those of you who want, you can uh, find us at uh, amorephillyunion.com for our website. You can email us at pod at amorephillyunion.com. Or you can find us at Twitter at amorephillyu or Instagram at amorephillyunion. YouTube, we're also amorephillyunion. You can get our podcast wherever you get yours, uh, except for Apple, but hopefully that will be soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we're at Spotify, Amazon, TuneIn, you know, all all of the other yeah, major Google. players. Google. Uh, yeah, and if you if you like what you're hearing, you know, please subscribe, comment, send us an email. Feel free to share us with others. Uh, you know, we're getting some numbers. But we'd love to see, you know, love to hear from, you know, get out, get it out to more and, and hear from more of you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in for another episode of A More Philly Union. I'm one of your hosts, Paul. I'm C. And I'm Eric. Go Yeah, well, head ref is adorable. That was me. Okay, there we go. All right. So, <laughs> there we go. Let's, okay. <laughs> I don't expect you to say that.